This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, talk to not one, but two of the Steelers quarterbacks who will be on the oh, roster right, right. Yeah. today uh, in, in, in 2022. 20, uh, Exit interviews are going on for people who yeah, don't realize. Yeah. You know, right. uh, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins were both made available. Uh, and, and both said something kind of similar that, that hmm. kind of caught my ear. Um, they both said that the Steelers this year offensively. Yeah. And not that we didn't know this, but this was the first to hear it from the first confirmation of of, of this was really here from other, other players that the Steelers had to take Matt Canada's offense and mesh it to what Ben Roethlisberger was capable of doing. Sure. And that, uh, as, as, uh, Dwayne Haskins said, uh, you know, they, they had to do that, he said, and he wasn't being disrespectful to Ben Roethlisberger no, at all. No, these are facts. He said, right. you know, I think it'll be a lot different with a younger quarterback. Sure. I'm sure Ben would say the same thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, again, these are just facts. I mean, there's a lot to unpeel there. I mean, I love the the, the saying, facts are like baseball stadiums. You know, you and, or, or Tomlin will paint the barn red. You know, I mean, it, it, if you have, you should build things around that player. And the traditional Canada offense of what he's known for rollouts and movements, uh, and, yeah, yeah, so much of it is not Ben friendly at all. You know, I mean, and we even said this when Canada got hired that I thought it was a hire for 2022. So, did he do enough to lose his job? Or, I mean, the offense wasn't pretty. We know that, but. That's a, we had a good conversation yesterday. It's just, that's a tough thing for you and I or anyone out there listening right. to analyze because you, you only had red paint, <laughs> you know, and you don't expect the barn to be three different colors. Right. I mean, you that, know what I mean. You know, right. This is not the Technicolor barn. No. Here. no, this no is, right. It's going to be red. And, and even the game that Mason Rudolph started. Right. It's not like they had time to put a bunch of Mason Rudolph type that's plays a great in. Point. He get, they found out he was starting twelve hours before the game. That was a COVID situation, if you remember. So folks. they ran so, right. what they would have run with Roethlisberger in that game, not what they would have run had Rudolph had they right. known all week long Rudolph was going to be the quarterback. In case people don't understand, I mean, it's pretty simple. You practiced Roethlisberger stuff all week. You game planned Roethlisberger stuff all week. The hay's in the barn, you know. I mean, all the prep work is done. Yeah. You can't just go tell. And it's all not the like when they. And, it's not know, like right. when they practiced during the week leading up to that point. Okay, uh, Mason, you're you're practicing. You're the quarterback on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You, we're gonna we're gonna run these plays for you on Wednesday, right? right and right. then the next day, Ben's gonna Ben's the quarterback. We're gonna we're gonna run his plays. No, he was running Ben's plays on those days too because they got to prep the rest of the offense. <laughs> because the other ten guys on the field <laughs> yeah. need to run the right routes and do the right blocking <laughs> assignments and all those things for the plays. They're gonna be called on Sunday. I'm sure there was a slight improv, you know, Canada. And a cu- couple things maybe Rudolph. you ran in, right. in the preseason. Maybe. Yeah. Or more likely, what from the game plan do you like best? Or, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah right, right. You know, this or, is what the game plan you know, we, is. We do, what they do you did, like best? They did 
typically run like one rollout per game for Roethlisberger. Mm-hmm. There was there was one play that you know, or, or sometimes two that where he rolled out of the pocket. Designed quarterback movement, but that was not a staple of the. That's Benron. not a Canada. <laughs> it wasn't the prettiest thing to watch at times no. either, and I'm sure. Again, I'm, I'm sure when Canada took the job, they had this conversation of, yeah. we're going to get through. This is our quarterback this year. You know, I mean, if you don't want the job, fine. That's what you're going to deal yeah. with. It's but red we've paint. Got, we've got a Hall of Fame quarterback here. Right. He's coming back. We're going to give him mm-hmm. a shot to, to do this and do it his way and go out with fans in the stadium and right. all and that Canada stuff. Canada was familiar yeah. with Ben. It wasn't like they plucked him off the street. They never met the guy. Right. You know, I mean, and I'm sure Canada also learned some things from Ben in the meantime, too. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, yeah. You know, maybe I can try this with the next quarterback, Rudolph or whomever, that will work that I hadn't thought of a year ago. You know, so I totally understand bringing Canada back, but I think people need to realize he had red paint, and that's the only thing he could do. You know, I mean, the bar was, was going to be red. It was kind of watered down red paint. It too. wasn't vibrant red paint either. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. some of the boards were falling off the barn. And, you yeah. Know. And again, uh, we mean no disrespect to Ben Roethlisberger. No, I just, again, I don't think. They win nine games this season without Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I think that's a great point. I mean, there was some, a lot of bad. You know, I mean, there really was. And I fully expect the quarterback play next year, no matter who it is, to be better than it was this year. But he has some intangibles and some qualities right. that whoever that guy has isn't going to have, isn't going to have, yeah. or hopes to develop someday. You right? Know, who knows? That first uh, fourth quarter comeback for either one of those guys. I'm just going to look here at their stats real quick. Okay. Um, I bet Haskins might be the first anything. one. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know exactly. Haskins. Haskins was three and ten as a starter. Right. In his career with Washington. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, no, but it, I, it's interesting that they both said the same thing, and I'm yeah. sure that. The PR staff didn't say, hey, say this uh, to the no, media. Mason today. Rudolph does have two career game-winning drives. Okay, okay. So there's that. There's that. Okay. Or fourth-quarter comebacks, I guess. He comebacks. has one game-winning drive, two fourth-quarter comebacks. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. there's, there's some experience there. And, well, let's see what Haskins has. Probably not any, given that the fact that they didn't. There's only four chances. Yeah, <laughs> three. Three. <laughs> no, he has two fourth-quarter comebacks and two game-winning drives. Okay. All right, so they've they've done it. They've done it. You know, not all fourth quarter comebacks are created equal. No. I mean, if you're down one when the fourth quarter starts and you get the ball at midfield, you should probably create. Yeah, and there you know, are some you know of I mean? those on Roethlisberger. Uh, of course, there are know. right. I mean, they're not the, the T.J. Watt comeback against Seattle this year, for example. The, that counts as a game-winning drive. Good point. Where Watt forces a fumble. Sure, sure. In their territory, you take a knee and kick a field goal. But if you do it. <laughs> Over 10 years, yeah. and you're still at the top But when of you league. have 52 of those in your career. <laughs> yeah. There's that's... a couple cheapies, but there's a couple aren't. <laughs> a lot of them you earn. And most of them you earn, right. And to get to that number, no matter what, is in- insane. But that is interesting. I mean, I'm glad everyone in the building, including the players, realized that what Canada was dealing with. One of the know? other things that— I don't but... know our listeners do. Yeah. No, I, I think you look at the results, and the results were obviously not good. I mean, they averaged that's 20 points a game yeah. this season. If they average— 24 points a game next year, mm-hmm. and you assume that the defense is going to be better, or at least good. I mean, above yeah, average. Above I mean, average. I, I, I mean, we it all does, think that if, right. it, if it's back to being a we'll put their DVOA this year, I think they finished 15th. Okay. If they finish better than 15th in defensive DVOA, they stop the run better. No, they they still rush the, run, the passer. Right. Right. You know, right. They, They'll I think be, we expect that to be the they'll case. They'll be in the mix. Much. Right, right, right. They'll be in the mix. Maybe right, they right. won't be, you know, everybody's presumed Super Bowl champions, but mm-hmm. they'll be in the mix. They're going to be a 500-ish team or better, probably. Yeah. You know? I mean, history shows that. I mean, that's what they were set up to do this year. 
The idea yeah, yeah, going yeah. into this year was that, okay, the defense is going to carry the team. The mm-hmm. offense will do enough. We got Roethlisberger in our hip pocket here. All we need to do is give him a chance going into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and he can win the football game for us. And in the, the meantime, we're yeah. going to develop a lot of young players right. for the future. You know, the problem turned into Stefan Tua didn't play. Right. Tyson Alulu got hurt in the first quarter right, of week right, two. Right, right. And there, therefore, two of your two of your three defensive linemen. And frankly, Bush could have played better. Could have played better, yeah, right, but right, right. yeah, but, but two, I mean, it wasn't a flawed formula. No, they won. If they, if they, if you took the the twenty twenty defense mm-hmm. that they had, put it on the field with that offense from this year, they win another game at least. At least, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. I hundred percent agree. So if you get back to that formula, mm-hmm. and that team last year averaged twenty six points a game. Okay. Uh, if you get back to that formula where you, you can get it at 24, 25 points, you can win a lot of football games. Yeah. I, I remember the day they made the Schober trade and for a while after, and I wasn't trying to cause waves. I think people know I'm not a hot take kind of guy. I said they have the best front seven in the league. You know, I mean, that included Ingram and Schobert, and I expected Highsmith to take a step forward, which was true. Alou Alou to it. I thought Bush was an up-and-coming player. Yeah. I have doubts about that one now, but – you know, uh, but had he been four of those guys aren't in the equation. Yeah, had he been <laughs> you know your I mean? your seventh best guy in your defensive front seven. Exactly right. You know, right, right. Now, now it's a different story. And had and he's he been a great environment to yeah. grow, and Schobert's next to him now too, which properly covered up. And, and again, it's so difficult to judge the inside linebackers off of the season because mm-hmm. when Tuit, Alulu, and Hayward are on the field, you don't have guards firing out into your second level. No, I, I equated almost to running backs like. Okay, Najee didn't have very good yards per carry. Well, he got a lot of it on his own. <laughs> yeah, you know right. I mean? I mean, I'd rather have Najee than Bush. I mean, he was more impressive to me than Bush. I mean, year, people, but... we, we talked about when in, when when he came in, out in the draft, Bush came out in the draft, mm-hmm. well, he can't get off blocks. How many 225, 230-pound linebackers get off blocks from 300-pound offensive That's linemen? down the list nowadays of what you look for. That's what you're looking for. Right, you, right. Want them to, they, you want them to be a hit-and-run linebacker. Mm-hmm. Coverage. Yeah, in, right. And playing coverage. Yep. But if your defensive line isn't tying anybody up at the line of scrimmage and mm-hmm. he's immediately getting a guard in his face or the fullback, yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know that the story's written on Bush, but I mean, I, again, we're not breaking any news here. I expected him and Claypool to take a big step forward this year. I don't, I'm not saying Claypool was disappointing, but I thought Bush was very disappointing. You know, I mean, certainly oh, yeah. didn't go forward. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's no question. Well, there's about no doubt that. about it. Um, but, you know, but interesting. I mean, we went back to those quarterbacks, so I find it intriguing that they both would say that and understand exactly the, the balancing act that was going on with the play calling and coaching staff, you know, with the, the, the quarterback you get. And, frankly, there's going to be a balancing act next year. Maybe it's a rookie. Maybe it's some it's somebody from outside the organization that doesn't know the, the system as well or doesn't audible out. I mean, there's going to be other quarterback strengths and weaknesses Probably one of them is going to be an experience, <laughs> just knowing what it's like to play in NFL stadiums and deal with different blitz packages and reading coverages and things that you didn't have to hurdles you didn't have to jump over with seven. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's all part of the process. But man, if you have that great defense, it makes yeah, a huge exactly. difference. One of the other things that they both talked about, and and this is this is you know we talk about the leadership vacuum that you lose mm-hmm. when Roethlisberger's walks out that door. Sure. Um, both guys talked about how, you know, they kind of had to check because they'd be for their teams, their college teams. 
Oh, yeah, the quarterback, you know, quarterback that's a pretty high yeah. pick that were, you know, in Heisman conversations and stuff. You, you know, have right. to check that at the door mm-hmm. when you walk onto this team, when you come into this team. Well, you're not the big guy on campus, for you're, sure, right. You're going to, you're, everything is in deference to mm-hmm. the guy who's been here and done it for 18 years. The way it works, right. Yeah. And so, you know, I think both guys maybe handled that a little bit differently. I would imagine. I would imagine. I think, I think Rudolph was more. I'm just going to stay away from Ben and let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. And some of that, I think, was also because of COVID stuff. Hey, you stay yeah, yeah, stay away from that too. stay away from him as much as you can, even on game days. We're yeah, gonna, we're going to keep you guys separated, That's like the president, and vice president. I always do that one. Yeah. Don't put them on the same plane together. You know, right? <laughs> um, whereas Haskins was more. I think he was more eager to. I, I got to be up here. I got to learn everything I can from this guy. I'm um, sure they learned a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, that's interesting, though. I mean, and that's. A, a problem, a situation as old as time in the NFL. Oh, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, you come from, no matter how big the school you're at, you come from being the guy at the quarterback position to being the best quarterback in your conference, let alone your college, maybe in all of the NCAA. And rarely you just handed the keys to the car. You know, I mean, even if the Steelers draft one in the first round next year, and it's just the two guys that talk today and Macarau or Pickett or Howe or whoever. They're not just going to hand them the keys of the car and be like, take it away, son. You know, they do it to Ben. Yeah, right. You know, right. Um, you know it's it's all part of the process. Again, we talked about it yesterday. going to be a fascinating offseason. Well, Best this, one ever. This kind of kicked it off a, a little bit today when you get to talk to both quarterbacks mm-hmm. and get, you know, get to pick their head or their brains a little bit. We assume Haskins is going to be at camp, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, these are I mean the, the, the numbers for him, I, I looked at those today. Okay. They can offer him a first-round tender, which would be $5.562 million. That's overkill to me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The second-round tender would put him in at $3.98 million. I guess that's reasonable. That's basically what Rudolph's going to count against the cap this mm-hmm. year as well. Uh, if and, they, folks, that means if somebody wants him, they can come get him, but it's going to cost him a second-round pick, and I don't think anyone's going to give him a second-round pick for right. Haskins you know, right now. Uh, they could offer him the lowest round tender, which just means you have first right of refusal, mm-hmm. and that would be two point four three million. Okay, but that just means if somebody comes in and wants him, they can come in and offer. Then you got to match whatever. You don't get to negotiate. You so they get, they come in and offer. say, "Hey, we want to give we want to give Dwayne Haskins. We believe him. Uh, maybe somebody's a new coach this year. Loved him coming out of oh, college. Yeah. Right, right, right." I think he can be the answer. Say the Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone we, has tons of cap yeah. space. We got and, cap you know, space. Right. We want to bring somebody in for uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to fight for the job with Davis Mills. This they is the guy. Five million a year, or seven, or seven, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's the Steelers are going to go. We we don't want to pay him that. No, you know, we're not even. We don't even know if he's going to be our starter. And then all of a sudden, if he is you our starter, yeah, contract. he's not our starter. He's making more than than Rudolph or a rookie. Or, mm-hmm. you know. So you but then you get nothing in return. Then you get nothing in return. He just walks out the door, which like is why the, the, the two, the two protect. I guess you. that makes sense. Yeah, that the two would be great. Like, yeah, I'd trade Haskins for two right now. You know, and it's, mean? and it's not. I mean, you're talking about one point five million dollars. I'm talking about a very little difference yeah. in terms of. You know, of and you money. still have very little tied up in your quarterback room. Right. Rudolph I mean, is four million. Counts four million against the cap. Mm-hmm. Haskins when they can count four million against the cap. Yeah. And that's not fully. It's not guaranteed. That's so if we I mean, may not even make the team, yeah, might not make the right, team, right, and you, right. then you get that money back. Interesting. Yeah, I'm curious how they handle that. I mean, either one of those last two tenders, I think, would make some sense. You know, I mean, if you want to skimp and save two million, with the thought that no one's going to blow your doors off away, and and if they do, so be it. You know, we just don't want to pay him four or five million or whatever that number was. I could understand that too. Certainly, 
I'm sure every team would rather have the two than Haskins, so I don't think he's touchable. I would think so, yeah. And he's not touchable if you put a second-round tender on him. What's a little different about him that you didn't mention is you can put an original-round tender on players, but he's a first, so it doesn't help you at all. doesn't help you at all, yeah. It doesn't help you at all. If he was a fifth-round pick, Well, and you didn't draft option. him, so. I think all yeah. thrown away. They I, I believe so, I yeah. Because so. I don't think they didn't claim his contract. They just signed him. Mm. Had they, yeah, he was a free agent. You know, yeah, had they, yeah, had they, you know, claimed him, him off of waivers, waivers. Then, then that's different. And then you can pick up the fifth-year option and all that stuff, too. Yeah. So that's not even in play with him. Okay, makes sense. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, you look at the numbers for both of them, they don't wow you or anything no, of like that. Not, right. But, again, I, I look at it, you know, from I, I didn't see every game Dwayne Haskins started in Washington. I saw mm-hmm. some of them. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, but I've seen every game that Mason Rudolph has started for sure, the Steelers. And he's given them a chance to win. He does. He does. In those games. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's the quarterback of the future. I'm not saying he's he has he has to be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, you know, he'll they be, like him. He's going to be on this roster he's in 2022. He's going to be on this roster, folks. I mean, he might be the a, opening yeah. day starter. It's maybe it's a little bit of an extreme example, but it's very much the Colbert I can line up with him today if I have to, and I don't have to go crazy and spend more than I should on Kirk Cousins or trade up in the draft for a quarterback we have questions about or whatever, overpay Mariota or whoever. There will be somebody else outside the organization added. Uh, What level, that's what we can speculate on time and time again until it actually happens. I mean, I I even think that it's not crazy to think free agency comes and goes. Steeler fans will be losing their mind, <laughs> and Rudolph and Haskins are still the only two in the building. Right. And with 20th pick overall, the Pittsburgh Steelers select quarterback X, blah, 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 from, you know, you know that could be in the mix, too. Yeah, right. Or I, a second-round pick. Yeah, you know. I mean, at some point, um, you know, there's a lot of mock drafts already starting mm-hmm. to drop out there. I actually did another one last night. Um, did you? Just to, you know. I saw two today I sent you that I'm going to look at at the gym when I'm, we're done here, but Mel put his first one out, and he's always dialed in, you know. I think I traded uh, – I used the Draft Network one, and I traded okay. back to 32 and took Pickett, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. And then went from there and got uh, – I upgraded the team. Let's there you go. Nicely done. Um, but we'll see as we get – Yeah, in. yeah, soon. I, I think once I, I get – the players better. Once I get back from the senior bowl, we start sense. to get a better grasp on, yeah, you know, yeah. who these guys are and – those kind of things. We'll, yep. we'll start I, to do those I know things. we got labs here coming. Quick draft note people need to realize is it, it, the top of the you know, so a, you're going to hear a lot of these teams saying, oh, we'd love to trade back to 20 or so. So I'm not even suggesting the Steelers will be doing this because, I mean, but the Saints might or whomever. It won't be as costly to move up if there is a player, a team in the middle of the round love because a lot of the teams at the top are going to be looking to go backwards. Yeah, um, it's, not a it's really a weird draft too. It with is. with some teams having multiple for like mm-hmm. the Eagles have three first Top round 19. picks, right? But they're the but they're from like there. fifteen through nineteen. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of clusters. Yeah, so the it's Giants like two yeah, picks the Giants are have close. yeah the Jets two picks are pretty close. You I don't know, even right? know how I'd feel about that if I would that team. I mean, you, you love to have the draft capital, of course, but then you, it's like okay, we got we got three picks within. Worse selections of each other. Five right. selections. Like, that's why I think a lot. That's of a lot are, of work, <laughs> right? I mean, There's a lot that needs. What if I don't love that area yeah. of the draft? What if I'm just lukewarm on it? That's why I think a lot of those teams might be saying, "Boy, I'd like to pick up more picks or future picks and 
not have two picks in the same neighborhood. You know, I mean, move me back 15 spots and give me a future first or something like that. Just diversify a little bit more because the top of the draft is not star-studded. Yeah, and just uh, the, the logistics of it all, making picks that quickly yeah, yeah, in succession. Yeah. Right. Like the Browns did it a couple of years ago with Garrett and uh, Denzel Ward. And Ward, right, right. But they were four but picks apart. But there was also one. You know, and you, you had one. Level. You knew what it was going to be. Right. It wasn't it's like, not boy, I'm not sure going to be yeah. there. Right. You got number now one. Now you're doing, you know, how many? How are you managing the mock drafts with that? Okay, we got to figure out, okay, who's going to be here? Mm-hmm. If this guy's gone, what do we do then? How? Then we got to pivot. We You got to contact that guy on the phone, turn yeah. right around and make another pick. Sure. Contact sure. that guy, and then turn around and make yet another pick. There's like, some logistics <laughs> to it, too. That's what would be a you know, If you're the Giants, headache. maybe you're like, we're definitely taking one of these tackles. Then... Yeah. We got five other guys, and I'm not sure what. Yeah, or whatever. We know is, we're going to get mean? one of these guys, but right. then it becomes a you know a little it's, bit more of a crapshoot. Right. We'd love to get it, move back five spots and still get one of those guys and pick up a second round pick or whatever. You know. Yeah. But again, I mean, what I've been told, and it's starting to pass a sniff test too, that there might not be a player in this draft that would have went in the top ten last year. I mean, let alone quarterbacks. I mean, maybe the two DNs, but they're not. Chase Young, Bosa, Garrett type players either. You know, I mean, the tackles are strong, but are they better than Tristan Wirfs? You know, I mean, those type of guys. I don't know. It's not a star-studded draft, but but it's deep. But it's deep because Mm -hmm. all those all those everybody's want to move back. Those the COVID seniors that went back to school this year, absolutely. You know, all those six-year guys. Yeah, what that's going to do. I know people are talking about the Steelers draft picks, and you know they traded some away and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. But they'll be getting some comp picks too. Well, yeah, and, and guys that were. Let's say a guy that would have been a fifth or a sixth round pick last year mm-hmm. now becomes an undrafted free agent this year. Right. Exactly. Because of the depth of this draft. I'm not going to pull punches. That's why I was critical of the Loudermilk trade up. You know, first of all, I didn't know much about Loudermilk. That's my fault. Um, it absolutely worked out. I would have made that trade. Imagine minute, where they would have been if now. they hadn't had right. him this I mean, year. He's a very promising player. So I think they made the right move. But at the time, I just thought. Know a ton about this guy they're picking from Wisconsin, and I know next year's picks are going to have better value than this year's picks. It's just deeper, you know, fifth, sixth round neighborhood. So, and a lot of people said the sixth and seventh rounds of this past draft were just all undrafted free agent types. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's why you draft the punter, and you know, I mean, these are guys that generally speaking would not have been draftable players. I mean, this was a very thin draft. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's some trends. And we'll get a better grasp. I mean, what is looked at as a thin draft right now could change. You know, let's oh, say yeah. the, you know the safety from Notre Dame goes out and runs a four three five forty or something. Oh, like sure, that. some of those that, guys. That will stuff be will like, change. They'll be like, oh, they're top five picks any year. Yeah, you know, they're coming out, but they're safeties, and you know, the, the, one of the best players in the drafts is center. One of the best drafts players in the drafts is safety. You know, yeah, it, it's not Kyler Murray. You know, uh, Trevor Lawrence, edge rushers galore. You know that type of thing, but. I'm excited to dig in. Like, I don't know who the fifth best safety is at this point. You know I mean? I, those are the stuff I need to do a lot of work on. Yeah. Yeah, for and sure. We and we will. And, and we'll we get to that yep. and we'll continue to. Uh, Early. You know, we'll we'll do our, our mock drafts. We'll probably do, I don't know, how many mock drafts you think we did last year before we got to the, the actual 300? <laughs> we did one every day. Yeah, we probably day. did about 50. We probably. did one every day. And, yep. and, 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 you know, I think it, I, I thought, you know, we got a lot of feedback from listeners about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it helps. Not only did it help us learn the players in the draft, yeah, but I think it helps the listeners learn more about the process and the thinking the, behind yeah. it. Right? Boy, I love this player, but I can get someone similar to him around later. I think so. Let's you know balance that kind of thing out. No, I think it's a very valuable exercise, and 
and to be honest, I mean, mo- most NFL teams do some form of mock drafts, and a lot of them will pull Mel's mock out there and use them as references and stuff like that. I mean, some of these national guys just to say, hey, let's do a test run. Uh, let's do a, a dress rehearsal of what the draft might look like, and we'll use a couple guys' mocks from the media to, as our guides. And if it falls that way, what would we do in the third round? You know, I mean, it's it's valuable. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, but we are going to take a break. All right. Um, for my, uh, when we come back, uh, we'll have Bob Labriola, editor of Steelers Digest and uh, Steelers.com. We enjoy uh, talking to Bob uh, every week. Couldn't do it last week because of uh, – Bob was a little laid up, but uh, we'll get his uh, thoughts on everything that's happened here thus far, uh, well, with the game and and then the offseason and what comes next for the Steelers. Uh, We'll do that right after this. He's Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. 